What's good? We back for another episode of the regular podcast. It's your host with the most, Kilogram from Youngstown, Ohio, Northside, Northeast Ohio. You know, um, right now, I'm a little bit flustered right now, and I'll tell you why. Something very important just came to my phone, and it's, it's, it's disturbing me. My uncle is trying to convince me that goods had a hot bar against Tay Rock. And that's disturbing to me right now. You understand? So y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Prayers, prayers to him because he thinks that Goods had a hot line. You know, he had some hot lines, but the line that my uncle sent to my phone just now is not it. It's not at all, man. Prayers, prayers to my uncle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he going through some things right now. You feel me? But uh, how y'all doing, man? I'm cooling, chilling, maxing, and everything in between. Uh. Look, he he not not this line. He just texted me. Now this is a hard one. I don't even like snipping stepping in snow. My coke pure. I like that line. Now that was a hard line. I like that one. But a lot of y'all, I know y'all ain't battle rap fans. So whatever. Let me get back to this. My week been cool. I'm chilling. I'm uh getting ready to to try to get into a lot of things, a lot of home improvement type of things. We about to turn this whole crib into HGTV Central. You feel me? Not the whole crib. I'm lying. I don't have that type of budget. But uh, a few rooms definitely about to get a a, a makeover. Um, so I've been I've been pretty much going to different places and doing a lot of looking online, trying to get my budgets together. I'm trying to do as much of it by myself as I can. You know what I mean? My lady, she ain't really feeling me doing too much of it by myself. But you know, I was born for this. You know, I'm down. I love fixer upper type situations. <clears throat> so this is what I'm doing now. Are y'all satisfied with how we intro? All right, cool. Now let's move on because Lil Wayne dropped the Carter 5 on Friday, right? Friday the 28th, which he considered it, you know, Wayne be high. So he said he was dropping it on his birthday. I guess, you know, some people, you know, midnight is technically the next day, but, you know, he felt like he was dropping it on his birthday, September 27th. But it came out midnight, September 28th, the Carter 5, after a long-awaited gap or a long um a long long period between his last album Carter 4 which Carter 4 is kind of I mean some people probably loved it but the Carter 4 is not really talked about that much in um when we think of rap history and it is rap history because a legend like Lil Wayne put it out but I I think it's one of the more slept on albums in his discography not slept on because it's good or better than what people are saying, but slept on because it's not really mentioned or dissected. It didn't have a lot of critical acclaim as far as long lasting. Like people still talk about the Carter three and the Carter two a lot. Right. And people still talk and dissect, talk about and dissect his mixtapes a lot. But the Carter four kind of gets, you know, washed in the, in the shuffle and not lost in the shuffle and not shuffle and all that. The Carter five came out. I think it was a very good album. I think it's so good because it's so much better than what I thought it was going to be. Now, I know Wayne is very capable of doing a lot of different things, but I thought that it was going to come out and be a bunch of songs from 2014 when he first announced he was going to put the album out. And it wasn't that. It, it might have been a couple old songs, but I think Wayne, Wayne has been so influential over what's hot right now that even his old songs, like songs that he might have done five years ago, don't sound old because they sound like what everybody's doing right now because everybody sounds like Wayne. Everybody, not everybody, but most people that are hot right now are offshoots of Wayne's many styles. Wayne said on a song one time, bitch, I got so many styles, I am a group. And that's a fact. Wayne has so many styles that people who were coming up under him just took one piece of Wayne's um, multidimensional skill set and just made that, and I mean, it took that and created a career off of that one piece of Wayne's uh, uh, skills. So, him, 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 he definitely came with it. I can't, even if the stuff is old, I can't tell because, like I said, everything sounds like Wayne now. I liked it. I think the best song on there to me right now. I don't want to say Mona Lisa because everybody's saying that, but it just is, man. That's the hardest song on the on the album because it's a story. He got Kendrick giving the other side of the <clears throat> other side of the story, 
Yo, it's just that song is hard, super hard. I'm really loving the uproar song right now because you know I love when I could do the Harlem Shake in my car by myself. I'm loving when I'm in the bathroom with that song on and nobody's watching. I could do my Harlem Shake in the mirror and all that type of thing. So uproar is great. Dedicate is great. You feel me? I'm not even gonna get into my theory about you know Wayne taking Nicki's side in the Nicki and Drake family feud right now. I'm not even gonna get into all that. Just know that there's a theory there. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Dedicate was hard. I like the song Don't Cry with Triple X, man. Uh, what else? I like Demon. <laughs> I like pretty much everything on this. I don't rem If there's something on this album I don't know about, I don't like, I don't remember. That's how, that's how I feel about the album. If there's something on here that I don't like, I don't remember not liking it. I haven't skipped. Every time I listen to the album, I ain't skipped nothing yet. And... It's just a good album. There's no other way to say it for real. And people forget Wayne been out 20 years. So to be 20 years deep and to put out a good album is tough to do. Really, for the most part, a, a, an album at this level, only one person has been able to do that 20 years after. And that's Jay-Z after coming out. Eminem put out, um, I think, I love Kamikaze, right? But I think I love it more because of the shock value of what he's saying. Not because I just want to ride and vibe to none of them songs. I just like his responses to what people been saying since um, Revival came out. And Re Revival would have been Eminem's 20-year album, and it was not good. So everybody can't do that because everybody's not skilled enough at making songs. We all know most of these dudes that have been around for 20 years are lyricists. <clears throat> Being a lyricist alone is not enough to make you have a good album. You feel me? You have to you have to be a lyricist and be able to make music, because there's been some other veterans that put albums out this year. Like y'all, um, Common with August Green, they put an album out. Most people wouldn't talk about that. I listened to it because it's a good album. Uh, Styles P put an album out. He 20 plus in. Some people, you know, the real hip hop heads is talking about it, but they're not ranking it high. They're not saying it's the best album of the year or nothing like that. Uh, Nori put an album out. You know, I've liked a couple songs off of that album, but it's not really... It's hard to be 20 years in and put out an album that shocked the culture. Wayne did that, and he hasn't put anything out in, in um, seven years. That's a long time. That's a long break. People were saying Nicki Minaj took a long break, and she only been gone four years. And look at the reception she got. Now, Wayne is projected to do between 475 and 525,000 units in sales. As somebody that been around 20 years, Jay-Z didn't do that. Jay-Z sold his album ahead of time to make sure that it went platinum ASAP. But the numbers are not that. When Jay-Z and Beyonce put out Love Is Everything, the album, the Carter's album, that album did like 150 the first week, which is cool for them because they don't care because they that's a billionaire couple. But for Wayne to come off a, a hiatus like that after being in the game for 20 years, after everybody taking his sound... Really, you would think if everybody's using your sound, people don't want to hear it anymore because it's now it's a little bit overused. But nah, that ain't the case with this Wayne shit. So him being able to do those kind of numbers, that's Drake. Uh, he did less than Drake. Drake has the biggest um, opening this year, and it's not even close. His is the biggest by a few hundred thousand. Then Travis Scott is number two. If Wayne's projections prove to be accurate, Wayne will be the, the third biggest debut of the year. And this is a year where J. Cole and Post Malone came out. That's major. And uh, Kanye also came out. And his was nowhere near those numbers. So I like to say shout out Wayne. I come from the era of Wayne. So I pretty much been watching Wayne ever since. You know, I, I was having, I used to have this conversation with Shay. And Shay would say like everybody loved Turk back then. But I know people like Turk when, you know, when we talking about late 90s, early 2000s. I know people like Turk. But I feel like where I'm from, we always liked Wayne like the most. And I don't I don't ever remember. Maybe people I just don't remember, I guess. But we felt always loved Wayne though. You know what I'm saying? Ever since the 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 loose beaters and the braids and the bandana, it was all Wayne always was the one that stood out. And I think that's why Wayne blew up over everybody else, because to all of us people that wasn't from the South, Wayne is the one that always stood out. If you ask Southerners, they more likely like BG, Juvie, uh, you know, um, Turk. I, I mostly hear that from people from the South. Wayne always stood out to everybody that I knew um, growing up. So 
yeah, man, shout out to Wayne for putting out a great album. Another album that came out is um, Logic put an album out called, uh, I don't even know what it's called. And I, oh, it's called Young Sinatra 4, right? And I think it was good. Logic is very good at rapping. This is the issue that I have with it, though. I feel like Logic went so hard trying to prove that he can rap to the hip-hop community that he didn't... It seemed like he was trying too hard to prove he could rap to people who don't care if he could rap or not. They just ain't going to listen to him anyway. You see what I'm saying? Certain... I think he was trying to prove to that 30... That 30 to 50 black men age group. Like, yo, acknowledge me too. Don't just talk about Kendrick. Don't just talk about Cole. Don't just talk about Wale every time y'all bring up these rappers, these lyricists. Don't just talk about Joey Badass and Jordan Lucas and all them. Talk about me too. I feel like that's what the album is. The album is him saying, talk about me too. To the the 30 to 50 year old hip hop black male. The hip hop uh, fan black men. And... I think it fell flat. Now he's still gonna do his hundred thousand, in which some people like myself predicted that Logic would do better than Wayne and Kanye this weekend, but Kanye didn't come out. But but Logic, nah, he gonna do about a hundred thousand, or was, that's what they projected around a hundred. And I think it's gonna fall flat because you're trying to prove something to some people. Don't understand how fanhood works a lot of times. Just because they famous or famous rappers, you might assume that they understand how the shit works. The shit don't work like that. It doesn't work where you've been around for years and now it's your time to prove to a whole new demographic that you are worthy of their praise also. Those all of us that don't really listen to logic like that, we know who logic is. It's not that we never heard of you or we don't know you can rap. We just don't listen to your music like that. It's nothing wrong with that because you have a large fan base of younger kids, younger people, uh, mostly white people, but a lot of suburban people, period, that love your music. And there's nothing wrong with having that demographic. Clearly, it got you a lot of money. You just got $30 million from Def Jam based on that fan base. Why would you come and try to try to convince a fan base that is not rocking with you why you should be in our conversations? We're not... We, you know, you just ain't it. Well, you you are nice, Logic. Logic is very nice. But we just ain't putting you in the conversation because of whatever reasons. To us, you not really see a lot of people think you get white famous and you famous. When you get black famous, that's when we blow you up. Logic is white famous. Cardi B is black famous. Who's more famous? Y'all see the difference? There's a big difference. But see, a lot of people get that mixed up because they think... Because you get more money being white famous, that that means you're more famous. I'm not talking about money right now. I'm talking about fame and popularity, notoriety. When you get black famous, your name is everywhere. You're in every conversation. Everybody wants you on a TV show, on a talk show, on an interview. That's black famous. White famous comes with a lot more money, which is fine. Logic is not black famous. He's white famous. Cardi B would be an example of somebody that's... She's both... But she's more white famous because <clears throat> she was black famous. They know about her because we told them this is the person to be at, be on. Now, I'm sorry I keep on having to clear my throat. <clears throat> I got my Simple Truth water right here. They ain't paying me. I just felt like this is the best water. I like this water. And it's a good price. Now, that was Logic's album review. I don't really have... I will say this, though. That Wu-Tang shit... Logic is hard, yo. I don't, there's no other way to say it. The man can rap. That Wu-Tang song is monumental, though. I think people trying not to give him his props for that. On some, nah, the song was too long, yo. That's cool, but nah. Like, come on, yo. That song's hard. You can't front on that song. That shit is fire. He got a bunch of, I think, all the Wu-Tang members. I think all of them on that song. All the original, you know, the nine, the original joints. I think they was all on there. Some people like, how did he make that happen? Yo. The Def Jam budget is wide open for Logic. That's how they made it happen. So I don't think it's I don't think they're gonna get their return for a while since he didn't cater to his fan base, which are the people that have been driving his sales all these years. But eventually they'll get their money back in. But I bet he don't do this kind of album again though. Uh so yeah, that's that. I do wanna say this this is an interesting thing to me <clears throat> about sales. <clears throat> 
And people people try to make it seem like uh I think some people get it mixed up with because everybody has a phone in their hand for the most part and we all stream music that it's easier to get streaming numbers than it was to get album sales back in the day. Right? And it would seem like yeah, it's easier because when you when you're on your phone, you don't have to spend any money and you had to have $10 for each album you wanted to listen to, right? But this is the thing that I think is is interesting about album sales versus streams. Back in the day, let's say back when Jay-Z and Fabulous both put their album out on blue on um on uh 9/11, 2001. So that would be what's um Fabulous Ghetto Fabulous, his first album. I think that was his first album and Jay-Z's Blueprint 1. They came out on the same day, right? So if you wanted those albums, you could go buy them both at the same time. And it counted for both of them at the exact same time, right? They can go home and listen to them as much as they wanted. They could have went home and listened to Jay-Z's album and never listened to Fabulous' album one time, but Fabulous got the same count of sale for that album that you just purchased. Now, <clears throat> let's take this over to streaming. Lil Wayne and Logic, they drop on the same day, right? There's no money involved except for your, your, your subscription, right? But there's no money involved in the transaction of listening or streaming an album. So you literally can only stream one album at a time. And when you're streaming one album, that means another person cannot get that sale. So if one album is, is garnering a lot of attention and a lot of buzz, especially from social media like Lil Wayne's did, it literally means if I'm listening to this, I can't be listening to that. So you can't get the stream. I, there's no way for me to do them both at the same time. Unless, you know, you got two phones or whatever like that. But so so what I'm saying is it's harder with streaming now than it is with album sales. Because let's say I'm, I'm a Wayne fan now and I say, oh, I'm so hype off this Wayne shit. I'm not listening to nothing else. I'm about to listen to Wayne music for a straight month. Wayne got a bunch of albums. I could just listen to all Wayne music for the next. That means Wayne, his old music and his new music, all getting all the streams from people who think like that. And every single new person is losing out on potential listeners. Whereas if we could just go to the store and get the album, I, I could buy all the people whose albums I like and listen. To, and I don't have to listen to them, but they still get the set. It still counts. Y'all see what I'm saying? I know you see what I'm saying, but I'm just saying it's harder <clears throat> in a world of pop in a world of social media popularity. It's harder to sell. I mean, it's harder to uh, get these large numbers that people get. Drake gets the numbers he gets because he's taking he garners that much attention from the world of music that everybody will stop streaming everything else to stream his stuff. You know what I'm saying? To get 750,000 sales in the first week. 750,000 sales, right? And a stream, 1,500 streams equals one sale. I don't have to do the math for you to figure out how many damn streams or how many minutes of streaming that is. Time is something that you can't just double up on. You, you could put $2 together and go buy something, two things for $1. You can't put two minutes and spend those two minutes at the same time. Minutes run consecutive. Okay, everybody understands that. I'm just saying it's interesting. And, and it was just a, a, a thing I wanted to get out there because I think people get it mixed up that it's easier to stream these large numbers now. Easier than it was to, to do album sales. Completely misleading, in my opinion. I think it's much harder to get these large streaming numbers, especially when you're not the biggest artist in the world like Drake is or somebody like Adele is because Beyonce is not a great streaming artist either even though Beyonce seems like the most famous person on the planet Beyonce never streamed well her albums if you look at all the greatest people we think of of all time Beyonce's numbers ain't nowhere near up there with the people we compare her to with the Mariahs the Michael Jacksons the people like that they their numbers are all time great Beyonce's is just cool for R&B so, you know, streaming, man, streaming is different monster completely. Uh, now, that is, is all of the, the mainstream stuff I want to get to. Now I want to get into something that's, that's I've, I've been thinking about, man. And I'm just, it's interesting to me. So, like I tell y'all any other time, if, if, if this 
information type of thing is not for you, then this is where it's about to get real heavy on the info. Right. Because I've been thinking about things and I'm like, yo, I look at how the government gives uh, other countries. This is a hard turn. How the government gives other countries uh, funding for military use and things like that. And it's interesting to me how they deem somebody in need of military assistance. Now, I don't exactly know how they deem a country in need, but I guess those countries requested or I don't I don't know, actually. Because I'm on the foreignassistance.gov website, and they have some information here. They have numbers, but they don't, they don't give you the why. They give you the what, meaning they give you a breakdown of what money will be spent in what industry in that country. They don't say why, though. Like, why does Egypt need... Uh, let's see what Egypt... Egypt is... is they're requesting $1.3 billion to give to Egypt. Our government is requesting that Congress approves 1.3 billion to give to Egypt. Oh, and 1.3 billion of it is based on military spending. So, I'm not exactly sure what Egypt is going through that they need American assistance. Now, if they have their own security issues, I understand it. I'm not understanding why America feels the need to put 1.3 billion in military resources and mainly financial and credits to Egypt. So it's interesting to me. And I was like, damn, I'm thinking about all the things going on in the world. And they decide to do certain things with, with international funds. Let's, <clears throat> I want y'all to just hear something real quick. Since, since 19, from 1946 to 2010, America has given 123 Point three billion dollar billion with a B, like Bravo, billion dollars in military aid, just military aid. That doesn't count health care. That doesn't count economic. That doesn't count anything else. Just military aid to Israel. One country, a small country at that. They have given one hundred twenty-three billion dollars to Israel for just the military. Since that in that time period, they have given seventy four point eight billion dollars to Vietnam in that time span. OK, and two and two, um, two million of it was in 2010, which I don't know what was going on in 2010 that they needed to give them two two million dollars. They gave Egypt fifty seven billion dollars in that time period. Turkey, forty billion dollars. South Korea. 39.4 billion. France, 31 billion. Greece, 28 billion. Afghanistan, 27 billion dollars. And 6.8 billion of that was in 2010 when I was in Afghanistan. And I will tell you, they damn sure are spending that kind of money. They, I, I remember in a meeting, they said, our budget is 100 million a week in Afghanistan. 100 million a week they had to spend. You know why you have to spend it when you're in the military? Military officials, like admirals and generals for, different, for the various branches, mostly joint services type commands, when they get these large-ass budgets, like $6 billion to spend in Afghanistan, they have to spend it. You know why? Because they'll come back to Congress next year and say, when you say, hey, I need this much money, they'll say, you didn't even use all the money we gave you last year. So that means your account, your... um. The people who you est who have who you have estimating these funds, they don't know what they mean. They don't know what's going on. So we'll give you less money than you asked for. So they force themselves to buy a bunch of shit they don't need. Trust me, like I said, I was in very, uh, very confidential, uh, secret, top secret, ISAF level meetings where they talked about funding. They're spending money on shit that don't have nothing to do with nothing. I only know about Afghanistan, so I don't. I can't imagine how they justify spending two billion. Are they going to justify spending 1.3 million in Egypt? Um, 1.3 billion in Egypt when they don't have any significant war going on in Egypt. So I, I I can't even imagine how they justify that shit. But just seeing how they, you know, in Afghan in 2010, I can imagine that everywhere else money is being wasted, massive amounts of money being wasted. Okay, so I just wanted to tell you that's only the top few. They spent billions and billions on, and this is only military aid. There's, there, 
right now there will be a focus on everything I'm saying is going to be based around military aid. And you, you'll find out why. Now, okay. Now, I, I was confused about why the hell they're giving all this aid to Israel. You know, it's just not making sense to me. Or I'm not, I'm not understanding how they justify it. I know everybody thinks, well, we got to take care of the Jewish people. Okay, whatever. I'm not understanding why America feels the need to spend this amount of money continually on Israel. I understand when they got them established back in the day, if you want to be Captain Save a whole whatever, okay, you go do that. But the continual spending and the continued continued effort to make Israel Israel our biggest uh uh dependent is crazy to me. Because they are definitely our biggest dependent. They might as well make Israel a state. Like an American state. They might as well make it a state because they're fully dependent on us. To give them billions of dollars every year. Okay. This is one thing that, that <clears throat> I want to talk about. Because I know a lot of people try to give me a lot of pushback. When, when we talk about me and other people like me say things like. Yo, Obama could have done more for black people. And people say the, the silliest thing ever. Which is he can't just do things just for black people. He ain't the black president. He's a, he's a president that's black. But he ain't president of black people. My nigga. Okay. Excuse me for saying my nigga, but you know my nigga. All right. President Obama in 2000, what, what year was this? 2016. Okay. I'll just, I'll just read you this. The United States and Israel have made it official. The two countries signed a new 10-year military assistance deal on Wednesday. This is back in 2016. Representing the single largest pledge of its kind in American history. The pact laid out a memorandum of understanding will be worth $38 billion over the course of a decade. Okay, now I don't need to keep on reading. Over the course of a decade, it starts in 2019. Obama did this. Obama made sure that Israel was going to be straight when he got out of office, meaning he put $38 billion in only military spending. This does not include anything else that we helped them with. Military spending alone, $3.8 billion in military money is going to go to Israel for them to use to beef up their military. For what reason? I have no idea. But our government and our black president felt the need to do that. Yet, when I say, why can't he target people, our people, like he targets other people, which would be the Israeli people? Why can't he target us and give things specifically to us? Y'all say, no, you can't do that. Or not all of y'all, but a lot of people say that he can't do that. Yet they figured out a way to target Israel. And the, the Jewish people have not been attacked in 80 years. Yet we, as the country that didn't even attack them, are still taking care of them. Yet everybody in the world has reasons as to why America can't give black people reparations. Y'all figure out a way to give money to all kind of people, even when they y'all don't even have shit to do with what they got going on. Right. So that's military spending three point eight billion over. the next. So I said, damn, I know there's a conflict between Israel and, um, and Palestine. So I said, let me figure out how many of these people are dying, because this this must be out of hand. <laughs> you feel me? This must be like World War One type numbers. You know, you know, them numbers was out of hand. This must be like that. I can't understand why. You know, Israel needs so much money from the United States of America. We had nothing to do with Israel. Besides the fact that we have a bunch of Jewish people running our country, we have nothing to do with that country. So let's look. Let me see. How many people have been dying since this conflict started, which they call it current uh, Israel and Palestine killed in current violence. They call it current violence. And I guess they start this date from September 29th, 2000. Let's see. <clears throat> 9,560 Palestinians have been killed in that time period. That's Palestinians. Those are the people <clears throat> that the Israelis are fighting against. 9,560. Israel is an entire country. They have had 1,200. One, they have had one. 1,248 uh, people killed 
since September 29th, 2000. This is an entire country. This country is getting funding from our country, our government, larger than any other country on the planet, any other foreign nation. They, they're winning the fight, yet they get continued uh, uh, budgets from us, and it probably won't stop. Let's see. 9560-1248. Israel has killed 8,300 more people than, than, than um, the Palestinians have killed them. That, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like the Palestinians are not doing anything to be killed. <laughs> it sounds like America is assisting the Israelis in murdering people that should not be murdered. And when I say should not, I mean that are not causing a threat that, 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 that warrants help from another country to be murdered. Right? That's how I see it. Just based on these numbers and based on the excessive amounts of money America has given that country. It's not making any sense to me. Right? Now, now the, I, this is all a setup for something else that y'all probably didn't even see. Well, you saw it because the, the cover art. You'll see based on the cover art. I'm setting it all up to talk about Chicago. Because I'm looking at all of these, these American foreign aid. And I'm saying they care a lot about these countries that we didn't do anything. Our country, our government did nothing to cause some of these conflicts in these other countries. Right. But we jumped in them and decided, yo, we'll try to help. And so that when they come out of the conflict, the winning side Will, will be under our thumbnail. You feel me? Real covert type shit. But America is sending billions of dollars overseas and we have a place like Chicago, which Chicago is not a country. Chicago is one city. One city that has more, more people being killed than this country that's supposedly at war. Israelis and Palestine. And Palestinians. So, so my my theory is because I view I view this thing different than, than most people. My theory is Chicago should be declared at a state of civil war. I don't think we should play with it on some oh, this is just a lot of street gangs and violence. No, I think it should be declared at a state of civil war. The history of Chicago. Retracing the last 60 years of murder in Chicago. Y'all know how many murders they have had in Chicago? Chicago is one city, like I keep saying. Chicago is one city. Not a country. Chicago's numbers are worse than countries with bad violence. All right? Chicago has had 39,000 murders or homicides since uh, in, in the last 60 years. It's more now, but... This article came out at the beginning of 2018. They have had 39,000 homicides, man. That's a civil war to me. When, when, when 1,200 Israelis being killed in, t in, in 18 years warrants $3 billion a year in military funding, but 39,000 deaths or, or homicides in 60 years warrants nothing. Now, this is, the, this is the goofball part about it. Well, this is one of the goofball parts about it. The federal government offered to assist, which the assistance would have been terrible. They offered to assist Rahm Emanuel with, this, um, with these murders, right? And guess what Rahm Emanuel said? He said, no, we want to be a sanctuary city. And what a sanctuary city means is you will not aid federal, prosecu I mean, federal uh, agents and, and finding and arresting immigrants that are here undocumented. That's what being a sanctuary city means. In Chicago, this, this mayor decided we would rather protect the immigrants that are coming here without documentation than to protect the thousands of black people being killed on the south and the west side of Chicago every few years. It's thousands every few years, but hundreds every year. We'd rather... We'd rather protect people from being arrested, protect foreigners from being arrested, 
than to protect black bodies from being murdered. And a lot of those black people are under the age of 20 years old. Some of them under the age of 10 years old. Some of them under the age of two years old being murdered in situations they should not even be in. And Rahm Emanuel chose immigrants over black bodies. So when I tell y'all all the time we need to stop with this people of color shit because Rahm Emanuel is a people of color, but he protected other people over black bodies being murdered. You know why? Because he could have he could have done uh, 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 allowed the federal government to do what they did because it's pros and cons, man. It's oper in the Navy they say operational risk operational risk management. You have to weigh the risk versus the reward. Now, yes, it's bad that people will get locked up just for being here, but that shit is against the law. It makes no sense to say, no, we'll turn down federal aid to help stop murders. It makes no sense to deny that, that funding or decline or reject that funding to accept the title of sanctuary city. What do you gain from being a sanctuary city? You don't gain anything as a city. You feel me? It's it, Yo. I think Chicago should be declared to be in a state of civil war. Why is it a civil war? <clears throat> because I think Chicago and the black communities in Chicago were destabilized by another group. That group would be uh, the white Cops and politicians in uh, in Illinois, and they were backed by federal funding that helped them arm themselves as they destabilized the black communities in Chicago. To me, that should warrant being considered a civil war. When guns are being brought into your city and when resources are being taken out of your city and now you create a space where people have to fight each other for resources, for the little resources, because this is the thing. A lot of the people that have been fighting back in the day, they had they started fighting back in the day over the little bit of shit that was available. They didn't realize at first why things were so scarce. All they knew is I have to get it. Because when you're hungry, it doesn't matter how you get the food. It only matters that you get the food. And food is metaphorical for anything that you're hungry for or thirsty for. The state of Chicago is the breadbasket of America, of the world, I think, of America. There shouldn't be a state of this amount of violence happening in Chicago. This is the, this is the game that they, that they play with us in America. They do this shit where they like to say murder rate. What's the murder rate in a city? And you know why they do that? which I discussed it a long time ago when I did the other Chicago episode. They, just, they do murder rates because when you have a large city like Chicago, you don't have to see how many people were actually, how many bodies are actually no longer on earth. How many, how many black people are actually missing from the planet now? You don't have to see that. You only have to see this rate, which is a percentage of 100,000 per capita means how many people per 100,000 people of the total population of the city have been killed, right? So when they come out with these lists, Chicago is never in the top 10. They never will be because there's 2 million people in the city. They'll never be in the top 10. Not, a, not anymore. They probably used to be much in the 90s when, when America was much more violent than it is now, but they won't be in the top 10 anymore because of this shit called per capita. And the reason cities like to keep themselves out of it or keep themselves out of the top, um, the top few, they like to leave that to the smaller towns, is because it makes the city look bad. It makes the city look like it really is. If people knew that, like, let's take out, let's take out the whole, uh, you know, murder rate thing. I'm going to read y'all a list of 30, 30 cities that are on this top 30, quote unquote, capital, murder capitals of America, right? There's 30 of them. I'm going to read all of them but Chicago. Number 30. Lake Worth, Florida. They had 10 murders. Number 29. I'm just going to go straight down. 
Charleston, West Virginia had 13 murders. Harris, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, 13 murders. Kansas City, Missouri, 129. East Point, Georgia, 10 murders. Chicago is number 25. 24, San Bernardino, California, 62. Uh, 23, Elkhart, Indiana, 15. North Charleston, South Carolina, 32. Memphis, Tennessee, 196. Orlando, Florida, 84. And that was counting 49 at the Post nightclub. Goldsburg, North Carolina, 11. Jackson, Mississippi, 58. Petersburg, Virginia, 11. Cleveland, Ohio, 135. Newark, New Jersey, 100. Compton, 35. Wilmington, Delaware, 27. Danville, Virginia, 16. Salisbury, North Carolina, 14. New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, 174. Detroit, 304. Flint, 405. Baltimore, 318. Memphis, this is West Memphis, Arkansas, 14. Gary, Indiana, 46. St. Louis, 188. Camden, New Jersey, 47. Chester, Pennsylvania, 23. And East St. Louis is number one on the list with 27 murders. So you know what they'll do? They'll go around for a whole year saying East St. Louis is the murder capital. They'll do all these little micro documentaries with showing up with the yellow tape everywhere and showing people crying and the police everywhere. And that'll circulate, circulate all over Facebook and Twitter and shit. And you'll be like, damn. East St. And this is East St. Louis, Illinois. That's not even Missouri. East St. Louis, Illinois must be crazy. Sheesh. You just heard me read all these numbers, right? Let me go back to Chicago is way number 25 on the list. And the number one is 11 murders. Right? Because they no, not 11. I'm sorry. 27 murders because the murder rate is one. East St. Louis, Illinois. They have number one on the murder rate at 27 murders. Let's go back and see how many Chicago have. At number 25 on the list, meaning anytime you see a top 20 list, Chicago not even, wouldn't even be on it. Chicago has 765 murders, man. This is 2016. Their numbers are way down now, but in 2016, they were number 25 on a per capita murders list, murder rate list, with 765 murders. Chicago in one year almost had as many as Israel had in 18 years. And Israel is a country. And most of these murders in Chicago happen on the south and the west side. It's between 10 neighborhoods that majority of these murders are happening. 765, man. Israel had 1,248. That means if you count... uh, Chicago 2016 and 2017 or 2016 and 15, they have more murders than Israel has in their entire conflict. Yet they're getting three billion in funding for military reasons. Yet Chicago has a mayor that says, nah, we'll rather be a sanctuary city than for you to give us any kind of aid that will assist us in getting these murders down. You know why? Because the vast majority of those murder victims are black people, young Black people, this is a civil war. I don't care who perpetrated the murder. I don't care who the suspect is. The suspect might be another black person. That does not mean you shouldn't save the black person that's potential to that's, that's a potential vic- victim. Just because the perp might be another black person does not mean it matters less. The reason I'm so uh, mad about this shit and passionate about it is because People who do stats and people who make lists, they they spend the numbers. The numbers might be accurate, but they spend them in a way that makes them feel better. So they do these rates. So they'll say something like, no, this is not a civil war because there's not one group fighting against another group. It's a, to me, it's a civil war because it was started by one group to destabilize another group and the shit continued. That's why Afghanistan looks the way it looks, because Russia went in there, messed the country up, and now the country is in a constant state of disarray. That's Chicago. That's a lot of black communities in the country, but a lot of our communities don't have as many murders as Chicago. Could you? I'm from Youngstown. My people in Youngstown, could y'all imagine if 300 people, or, or let's say 200, because we got a small population, let's say 50 people got killed on the north side alone. Just 50 people on the north side alone. Not just 50. 50 is a lot of people for a small city. If 50 people from one side of town got murdered in one year. Could y'all imagine that? 
That's what's happening in Chicago. They're having 50 people from one set of projects being killed. Just, just a few blocks. 50 people in Inglewood or, or, or Woodlawn or uh, uh, any of these little neighborhoods, even any of these neighborhoods, they're having that amount of people die just from their neighborhood. I'm saying the north side, the north side is bigger than one neighborhood. They're having this amount of people die in one neighborhood. That's a civil war to me. Their structure and black people was doing good at one point. Their structure has been destabilized. The foundation has been crumbled. They need aid, yet they're under leadership of a mayor that's turning down money to help them in order. He is literally choosing immigrants over black bodies. Literally. That's literally what he did. He said, I don't want that money. I want to be a sanctuary city. Now, I'm not defending him, but I will say the only thing Trump really wanted to do was send in more people on the criminal justice side, which is not justice, but the criminal prosecution side. He wanted to send in more federal um, federal federal prosecutors. AUSA Valdez is he wanted to send in more federal prosecutors to help prosecute the violent offenders. That's not going to work. Now, I like to discuss the Civil War shit because I said America is sending weapons to the people that are being brutalized in other places. Now, we know they're not going to send weapons to black people because black people are being brutalized. They're not going to send weapons to help arm them against police. But a lot of money could be spent to help put schools back in every neighborhood so kids don't have to go to schools in neighborhoods where there's a rival gang or things like that. They could spend money to put, you know, build small factories right outside the city so some of these kids' parents could work in there instead of risking their life in the streets to sell drugs. They could do something like that. It's a lot of different things they could do. I'm not a politician in Chicago. It's not my job to figure out what they should do. It's only my job to get the information out. And this shit is bullshit. They're giving three bill. They set up a bill to give uh, Israel three billion dollars over the next ten years. For what reason? They're winning the war- they're winning the conflict against Palestine by eight thousand murders. They're winning by a long shot. Palestine is not even close to being able to defeat the Israelis who took their land. The Israelis are the thieves in this situation. Yet America's aiding. The culprit aiding the suspect. Huh? In, in, in American courts, they call that an accomplice. And they hold you accountable for it and lock you up for it. Punishment for, a, for, for being accomplice to some crime being committed. But America is being an accomplice to Israel. Yet, standing by while Chicago, the black communities in Chicago, implode. And have been imploding for 30, 40 years. 39,000 murders, homicides in the last 60 years is crazy. Do y'all know how many children probably grew up without parents because of 39,000 homicides? This is homicides. This ain't overdose deaths. This ain't death from cancer. This This is homicide, man. This means somebody took your life from you. How many black kids in Chicago grew up mad, feeling like they got to spend the rest of their life getting revenge, which further perpetuates the cycle to kill or the desire to kill or the cycle of killing? I know y'all don't want me being on this shit right here like this, but I can't help it, man. I can't help it. They have Chicago number 30. I mean, number 25 on a list of top 20, a top 30 in murder rates just because of the per- hundred thousand shit when they got double they have twice what the next city has twice the murders that the next city has which is like uh what was it uh, detroit or 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 baltimore they have double the murders of them yet they're way down on the list man another thing that y'all should know before i go there's a website called heyjackass.com it's h-e-y jackass.com and it pretty much keeps a minute by minute stat sheet 
of people being shot in Chicago. This week, from September 30th to, to October 6th, October 6th ain't even here yet. This is only the third right now. From, from this week, the 30th to the 6th, there have already been 10 murders in Chicago. 32 people shot. 10 of them died already in Chicago. This week, how are kids supposed to function properly with that amount of death happening around them? These are the people that we're, we're, people are growing up like this, and then we fault them when they act like this as adults. There's no other way to act when you live in a war zone. That's a war zone. This thing even has the, the neighborhoods that all these, these, these joints are happening at. The Austin neighborhood is the leader for this year. 47 murders in the Austin neighborhood. They even have the place where people are being shot at on their body. 135 of these, of these deaths have been headshots. 135 headshots, man. This website is very detailed. The Austin community with 47 murders or homicides this, this year. Garfield Park, 36. Inglewood, 35. North Lawndale, 22. You got whole cities that don't have these amount of murders as these one neighborhood, single neighborhood. The city that's at the top of the list on the 30, the, the murder rate thing, there's three neighborhoods in Chicago that have more murders than that whole city. This ain't sickening to nobody but me. Like, this got to be sickening to somebody else but me, man. To me, it's a civil war, man. And I think, I think if, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm more of an analyst. I'm not as much of an activist as I am an analyst. But if we can get some activists behind this, man, and get them to get it declared as a civil war, and our federal government be forced to step in and stop this shit, we could, we could, like, help change Chicago. I'm saying Chicago because a lot of things that happen in Chicago, people are imitating and trying to copy it because uh, the drill music made it look, um, the drill music made it look good, made it look cool to live like that. I know it sounds dumb, but it made it look cool to live like that. So, if we could help, I think if we could help, uh, uh, Make Chicago a safer place for black people because Chicago is a black ass city on the south and the west sides. It's black areas, man. A lot of people move from the south in, in the great flight. I mean, the great migration, whatever you want to call it. We should be considered refugees because they was running from KKK terror. But a lot of black people left the south, Mississippi, Alabama, all that. You know, even they was leaving Tennessee too, Georgia, to go up to Chicago. And they were starting to build and they said, nope, we about to put some highways through it and we about to put some guns in this shit and we about to take stores out. Right? So, listen, man, we got, this shit is a civil war to me. I think they have been destabilized. Look at this. The last mayor, the last mayor they had, Richard Daly. From eight from nineteen eighty nine to two thousand eleven, Chicago had fourteen thousand murders. Fourteen thousand six hundred murders. That's from eighty nine to two thousand eleven. That's more than Palestine and Israel combined, y'all. That's more than those two combined. Right? It's it's uh one more thing that I wanted to tell y'all about. And they're not helping when they're closing all these cities either, man. Headline right here. Black Chicagoans most likely to live in deep poverty. Let me give y'all just one quick number. I'm going to read this real quick. In Chicago, about 274,000 people this year, or 10% of the city's population, live in deep poverty. Their income is less than about half the federal poverty line. Less than half the federal poverty line. Think about that. According to recent, recently released statistics from the U.S. Census Bureau. In 2005, that is $5,885 a year for an individual or $12,125 for a family of four. Think about that. 
You got people in a major American city with a family of four bringing into the house less than $12,125, man. Let me say that again. There are people in a major American city. This is a top three economy in the country. Chicago's a top three economy in the country, meaning their, their cost of living is pretty high. Actually, the median, the median salary in, in, in Chicago is like 59000 And this chart, this uh, article is from 2015. The median income was around $59,000. You have families of four living on less than $12,125 a year. Seven, commu- seven Chicago communities, all of them predominantly black, have the highest percentage of residents living in deep, sh- deep poverty. Y'all think they make the same communities with all the high, high murder rates? They the same ones, man. The top seven that's in poverty are all black communities, man. This is not an accident. This is a civil war. They have been destroyed. This is not a, oh, those black people just started committing crimes out of nowhere one day. Hell no. It was planned. It should be treated as such. The American government is responsible to help those people. And I focus on Chicago because I think that Chicago changing would make a lot of other places change also. And I think immediately it would be the immediate changes based on Chicago will be Gary, Indiana, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, St. Louis, and uh, and Indianapolis. I think those would happen almost right with Chicago. As Chicago changed, those I think those cities around would copy, would do the same thing that those areas are doing. Not that they're copying the people. I think the administrators of the city, the politicians would follow suit at whatever those those uh, Chicago politicians are doing to make it work. You feel me? I think that would happen almost simultaneously. And I think the rest of black communities around the country will figure it out slowly but surely. You got to think about it. America is getting safer, a lot safer. Murder rates are way down right now. You know why? Because people are more so on video games, on phones, and looking at phones. It's only high in certain areas still. Chicago is one of them. And we got to do what we got to do to help get it down because other cities will follow. That's the most violent city, man, by far. It's not even close. We have to help them get it down by spreading the word about the trickery that people are doing with the politics. This is why Chance the Rapper is speaking out against Rahm Emanuel so much. That's pro-black. Pro-black is not just telling us what color Jesus really was or what the Moors really did in Spain. That's not just pro-black. Pro-black is calling out politicians, which is what Fred Hampton used to be on. Which is what Bobby Seale, all the Black Panthers before everything went bad, this is what they was on. They didn't, they had white people around them. They wasn't scared to be with white. They had white girlfriends, white whatever. They Being pro-black is about calling out the people who are doing negative things to your, your people. That's what Chance is doing. Right? He don't have to say nothing else. He keep on fighting that good fight in Chicago. And you know what I'm saying? We, we got to stand behind him and people like him. Because I'm sure every city has a group like that. Or, or a person like that. You feel me? That's all the time I wanted to take from y'all on that, man. That, y'all, y'all could go look all this stuff up for yourself. I got all this information off of different articles. Different, you know, Some of these articles come directly out of Chicago. Some of them come from government websites, you know. Y'all make sure you you get informed about what's going on and how these people are are destroying communities. They're not trying to destroy whole cities. They're only destroying certain parts. Y'all need to look at what those parts look like and tell me this shit ain't about race. And stop telling me it ain't about race, man. 39,000 murders in Chicago since since 1957. And it's more now. Alright? So... Uh, y'all get at me another time. Sorry if that was too heavy, but y'all had to hear it. All right. Peace. Fish grease. Follow me on Twitter at Kilo underscore righteous. And uh, yeah, that's all I got.